the property pod. Pod. pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello and welcome to the latest edition of the property pod with moneyweb we are continuing our focus on residential estates in south africa this week in this episode, I'm chatting to Andrew Amoyles, a wealth analyst at New World Wealth. Welcome to the Property Pod, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Andrew, New World Wealth has done a lot of research over the years into high net worth individuals, both in South Africa and internationally, as well as broadly on the luxury or the wealth sector, including estates in South Africa. Based on your latest reports, I know you do a number of reports. What are the top residential estates in South Africa? Yes, so we've been uh, rating uh, the top estates in South Africa since around 2015. And um, based on our latest ratings, the top estates are the likes of Valdivie, Fancourt, Bazula, Staines City, Steenburg, Arabella, Atlantic Beach and Simbiti. That's in the overall lifestyle estate category. Okay, quite a diverse range there. We know many of the big names. What makes them stand out as estates in South Africa? And maybe going back to your international research or international study, where several of or a few of South Africa's estates were featured in global rankings, rather. Do you want to give us some insight on that? Yes, South Africa is a pioneer in estate living, or you could call it that, because estates have been big in South Africa for quite a long time, since the early 90s, whereas in places like uh, the UAE and New Zealand and other parts of the world, they're only started to take off in the last five years or so. And I think there's a number of reasons for their popularity. I think they're becoming very popular among wealthy people because they offer a lot of uh, security and privacy. There's obviously a lifestyle and community element to them in terms of parklands and children's playgrounds. And then, of course, there's all the facilities. So a lot of uh, estates have in-house gyms. Uh, they offer golf, horse riding, tennis, cycling, uh, jogging paths. And then, of course, there's the, the element of having limited and controlled traffic, which is, uh, I think, quite a big thing for families or people with young children. Um, a lot of the estates have underpasses under the roads or they have quite strict rules about driving fast. And uh, I think a lot of people, that appeals to them in terms of um, raising children in estates. There are estates, there's lots of estates across South Africa, but the ones you mention are upmarket. You know, you do have a lot of normal estates, particularly in Johannesburg, the lock-up and go lifestyle. But the estates that you are referring to, many of them are expansive land parcels with um, nature trails, as you say. Some of them are close to coastal areas. Stain City is a mega development here in Johannesburg, which we featured recently on MoneyWeb regarding the new development of a commercial medium-density mini-city there. What makes the top estates, how do they get featured in your top 10 or 5 or 10 list? Yeah, so we do tend, to, as you said, we do tend to focus on the luxury ones, although it's, it's not the only element. So um, if we were to purely look at, you know, what are the most expensive estates, we'd probably have a slightly different 
you know, this like we're featuring it I mean the most expensive estates in South Africa in terms of average price is probably the likes of Silverhurst in, in Cape Town, Pazula Private Estate, uh, Leopard Creek, uh, Forest Road in Nanda. Those are probably the you know the very top end. But then a lot of the estates we look at, um, they are top end, they are luxury, but they they do offer you know a lot of them offer apartments. So some of them, you know, it's entry level about normally around three million for a smaller apartment or a small townhouse. Yeah, so so we do definitely take that into account. But we look at a lot of other things in terms of activities and facilities that are offer. Obviously, the main thing is how well the estate is maintained. That's really the main thing in terms of looking at estates. Um, but then also the facilities and activities they offer. So we obviously focus mainly on estates that have some kind of communal areas. So so in terms of general townhouse developments, we wouldn't really consider those because that they, they don't have that. So, yeah, there are various elements that we, that we look at. Just out of interest, you talked about the three million price mark, but uh, besides Dowstain's mansion at Stain City, do you have an idea of what some of the most expensive houses in these estates uh, range from? Well, I think um, generally for a bigger house, it's generally 10 million plus. I know that Stain City has just launched their city centre, which is obviously very top end and in a way similar to kind of a Melrose Arch within an estate. And and I think they're starting from about three and a half million for an apartment. But um, I think the big houses on most of the estates, the likes of Fancourt, Stain City, Pazula, Valdivy, they generally start from about 10 million for the larger houses. I've heard of sales, maybe not recently, but like in Simbiti, 30 million, Zimbali, sometimes up to 50 million. Has there been those sort of sales that you are aware of in the last year or two? I think um, there's been, uh, I mean, there are estates like Wonder Forest Road in Anda and Silverhurst where you can't really get anything for below 20 million. Um, uh, but I'm not sure of, of how much volumes has been going through in that kind of price range. I mean, I, I know that, you know, areas like Westcliff and Sandhurst, obviously they, they've been quite slow the volume for those kind of houses in that sort of 20 million or 10 million plus or 15 million plus. So, so I'd imagine it's the same situation on the estates, but I haven't looked at it heavily in terms of the actual sales. Just in terms of those estates that you mentioned, do you see these estates and estate developments continuing in South Africa? I'm talking about the higher ends ones that feature on your list. Is there opportunity for further estate development in South Africa or do you expect maybe it to dry up at some stage? No, I think there is definitely uh, room for growth. I think a lot of the estates are not fully uh, saturated with people. So so they've obviously got to grow more. So a lot of the estates that were put up 20 years ago, top end estates are still not full. Not all the plots have been developed. So, so there's still uh, room to grow on the existing estate. So in terms of building new estates, that part of the market might be slightly slow in terms of development. But I think the, the big trend that we've seen in the last few years is a movement away from houses and towards apartments. So uh, I, I think if you look at uh, estates in South Africa, the Gulf estates in particular, a lot of them were put up in the 90s, the early 2000s. But if you actually look at the last five, 10 years at, at the developments that are being put up, 
the big ones have been the likes of uh, um, Schlanger Arch, which is obviously mixed use. Uh, Brookfield at Royal uh, on the on the golf course in Joburg, the Spain City City Centre. So those are all apartment uh, type developments, and I think that's where it's headed. I think apartments have a lot of convenience over houses. I think people um, having a, a big house is not as appealing as it used to be because you've obviously got to get people to maintain the house. It's it's uh, not so good as a lock up and go. And then obviously the the rates and levies are much higher on houses. So. So I think there is a movement, even in, in the top end of the market, towards apartments and um, away from the sort of traditional golf estates that have houses sort of sprinkled around the properties and more more estates, the same estates, but with apartment blocks within them and also uh, maybe townhouse developments within them. I think Spain City is a good example of that because it has townhouse developments, it has houses, and it has apartments, different apartment developments. So that's probably where the where the estate living um, sector is going. Obviously, there's been wildlife estates and retirement estates. There's been a lot of growth in, in those in the last 10 years or so, but I think that started to slow down as well over the last couple of years. But I think there was quite strong growth there between about 2010 and 2015. Andrew, we've actually covered my last question there, but I'll just ask it anyway. And if you have any other including remarks, um, that would be great. You talked about the trends. Uh, Historically, golf estates were very popular 15, 20 years ago. Besides what you say around lock up and go, we've seen a little bit of interest or investment into polo estates. Val de V punts their polo lifestyle quite a bit as well as equestrian, which fits in with polo, and then senior living, either a standalone estates or within larger estate development. Just last week, we had an interview with Collins Residential regarding a new senior living estate on the North Coast. What are your thoughts around this? Yes, I think the retirement estate uh, living one, there's been a lot of growth there, particularly in the Garden Route, uh, Whale Coast area over the last 20 years. And I think that area is very popular for retirement estates. And I think now uh, you're starting to see the North Coast starting to put up retirement estates as well in the last few years. And obviously there are quite a few in Joburg as well and uh, around the country. But yeah, I I think there has already been quite strong growth in in that sector already. So it's difficult to know um, whether it's already a bit saturated. It's, uh, you know, these trends only tend to be picked up after a lot of the developments have gone up. So so I think that the, the big growth in retirement estates has, has ended. But I think that in terms of if you can really do a fantastic retirement estate, there's always potential of getting people because there are a lot of people in that age group that do have money. So, um, and I think particularly areas like the north coast of, uh, of uh, Natal and the Garden Route and the Hermanus area, there's a lot of potential for retirement states in those areas. Andrew, we have to leave it there. Thanks so much for your time. That was Andrew Amoyles of New World Wealth. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu, brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.
Follow Seren on Twitter at Seren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod. Pod.